Good morning, everyone. You are listening to the Master Gardener Hour, a one-hour show where we talk to garden professionals and gardeners from all walks of life, all growing a variety of different plants. My name is Kate Copsey, and I am the host of the show. I am an active Master Gardener and kept certification for over a decade through six different states. And you can contact me from my webpage, katecopsey.com, or through America's Web Radio Station site. If you have any questions about anything in your garden, please post it on our Facebook page and maybe we can answer the question on the air. This morning, we are going to continue the idea of gift-giving themes. And today, we are going into the small gardening world of miniature gardens with Janet Calvo. Good morning, Janet. Good morning, Kate. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are more than welcome. Um, And miniature gardens have had a lot of different themes over the years. Um, So when exactly did you get started with them? Um, Was it before they became fairy gardens, or did you start kind of before that trend? I started way back in uh, the year 2000 is when I stumbled upon the idea um, I was developing a garden art line um, and doing, the, doing the, the street markets and the craft fairs, and um, I included my miniature gardening as well. And when, whenever I'd go out, to, go out to the craft fairs or the, or the markets, all the attention would go to the miniature gardening. So I ended up developing that and opening uh, Two Green Thumbs Miniature Garden Center in 2001. And how I actually, we, actually, we actually got the idea of miniature gardening is that we were developing a, a greeting card line to get published. And we had our uh, one inch, uh, one, uh, our twelve-inch um, action figures like GI Janes and GI Joes and Barbie, Barbies, and we're making these these really fun cards with uh, garden uh, garden invitations and and birthday invitations and Christmas and wedding, etc. And um, the nursery I was working at at the time, north north of the city here in Seattle, I I found these 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 really neat looking um, miniature and dwarf conifers, and they actually looked like true miniature. Uh, like spruce trees that you would see in a, in a landscape, but they were tiny. They were t- t- 10 inches tall. And so I, I all of a sudden got the idea that if I paired these with, the, with, with some ground covers, I could make a real garden, and then I could make a scene for the greeting card line. And so um, the scene worked well. Um, the, the, whole, the whole idea actually stayed, the, 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 the whole idea stayed together for, for years. Uh, people, people kept commenting on it. And so I figured it was a, it was a sustainable idea. My gardens could stay together for years, and it was just, just like a real garden. You'd get your fork out, do some raking, and, and I was able to, to, to put the idea in a container and then, and then, sell, and then and, and start to sell the idea. And then by the time, by, by 2004 came along, I, I started my website where I start, started supplying the, the, the parts, plants, and pieces to, to the public so they could, so they could um, buy, buy all the pieces, take it home, and do it themselves. Yeah, and, and the rest is pretty much history. There wasn't there wasn't anyone doing what I was doing when I was uh, starting out, and for the first few years online, I really was getting laughed at and, and a bunch of head shakes because they thought it, they, they they thought the the idea had no traction, and so um, so now I'm here with a best selling book on on Amazon and for Timber Press, and 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 the rest of the world has all of a sudden caught up to me. So it's kind of fun to see how the ideas absolutely exploded and snowballed into fairy gardening and miniature gardening and such. It's, it's been, it's been an, ex- an exciting trip. 
Yeah. And, you know, and I, I certainly think, um, you know, the fairy garden idea have obviously been the late, latest one. Um, but has the appeal, I mean, obviously you predated fairy, the latest wave of fairy gardens by quite a while. Um, mm. So were your gardens basically um, miniature gardens of a general set? sense rather than little alpine gardens and trough gardens and things like that or does it encompass all those things as well it encompasses all those things and i would say my miniature gardenings are closer to the trough gardens and the alpine gardens but what i did is uh, put a patio in there and maybe a miniature bench or a miniature chair so so the a viewer could actually see the scale in, in instantly and as opposed to having a, like a, a trough garden with, with, with a bunch of dwarf conifers, you all of a sudden had a, had a real garden with bedding plants, trees, layers, texture, um, uh, garden design, patios and furniture and water features and such. So it was always basically bringing, bringing the alpine trough uh, garden idea to, to the next level and mixing it with, with, with the dollhouse uh, miniatures, and and creating a real, honestly, a, a true garden in miniature, and the and then the the, the fairy garden uh, idea kind of came along because it was um, because it was it was pretty it was easier to get into it was easier to market for the for the independent garden centers and it was also easier to manufacturers uh, um, to to manufacture the, the the whimsical parts and pieces. It's a lot harder to make realistic miniatures than it is to make a fantasy or a fantastical faux bois bench for your fairy garden. So, so, I, so I, I see the, the industry as kind of feeding and fueling the, miniature gar- the fairy garden idea because it's easier, it was more accessible to make and, and of course, more accessible to market as well. And, and of course, all, all the little plants um, that you use in a lot of your gardens. I mean, does that make it kind of a, um, you know, particularly the conifers and things like that? Um, do you have to kind of be able to do bonsai and things like that, which were a form of miniature garden, an ancient form? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have to know that type of thing to keep them, I guess, in, in the right shape? Well, that's, that's, that, that's the beauty of it, Kate, and that's where most people... Um, um, kind of are, are hesitant in jumping into miniature gardening because we use the, the conifers and the, the trees. We use the, the, the plants, the same plants that the bonsai artists use as starter plants. They grow slow. They, uh, they have small leaves, and we don't put them in the, 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 the shallow trays that, 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 that the bonsai art demands. We put them in, in regular containers so the roots have, have a chance to grow and of course, the top's going to grow um, as well. But what happens is that the, the roots have a lot of, of have, have more space to grow than a bonsai container, so they grow a, a lot of wood faster. The, the, the trunk trunk sticking up faster, the branches sticking up faster, and you and within a couple of years, um, the cute little ball that you that, that you bought in a four four inch container can all of a sudden look like a bonsai tree, <laughs> but you've done none of the work. And it's actually really, really quite fun to see. And um, and so how we start looking for the trees that we that are successful in the miniature gardening in the miniature gardening are miniature and dwarf trees. The miniature miniature and dwarf meaning the growth rate, not the actual size of the tree. So miniature is is less than one inch a year, and dwarf is one to six inches a year. So of course we want to aim for 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 the lower the lower growth rates between 
um, between one and one and three inches a year, or even at a miniature growth rate of less than one inch a year. So we can enjoy a, a, a small tree for 20 years before it gets too too big for a pot. And so, and so you do have to reorganize it sometimes, um, you know, to get get some of those older ones out. But are they primarily? Um, I, I always think of trough gardens and alpine gardens being outside and terrariums being inside. So does yeah. this mean that some go inside, some go inside? Um, are there better ones for inside or, or, or what? Yeah, the, uh, the, way, the way the whole thing works is that it's just like regular-sized garden, uh, full-size gardening, I should say, um, in that uh, right plant for right place. So we have our outdoor uh, outdoor conifers and, and trees and plants for, for our outdoor miniature garden, and then we have a whole we have a different selection for our indoor gardens and our indoor plants. As we know, our tropical plants they want to stay 60 degrees or over all year round. So we can we can isolate the the small leafed slow growing trees for indoors, like the the boxwoods. Um, the, the some some of the English boxwoods are really slow growing, and as well as they can be pruned because they're boxwoods. Um, and as well as we could tap, we, we, we can again go, go to the bonsai industry and see what, see what indoor trees that they, that, that work for them. And then we can get the, the, ba- the baby plant starts or the bonsai starts from them and, and, and put them in our indoor gardens. And, and, and so then, would you have to put um, extra light for them if they're on the inside? Um, I have, uh, well, it depends on your, on your situation. Um, I have in one of my windows... It faces west and it gets plenty of light in the in, in the in the in the winter. But I, I have a south-facing light where the where the house is the house beside me is too close, and I actually have lights on those plants in, indoors. And you and you can get uh, just screw-in bulbs for your regular lamps nowadays that that are actually grow bulbs. So you're not limited to having a whole a kind of like a, a, a utilitarian setup. You can actually have a really cute miniature garden on a on a side table. Lit, lit with your favorite lamp, but in that lamp you have a little uh, screw and a grow bulb. So you're kind of kind of trick, tr- tricking the, uh, the 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 um, the plant into thinking that it's that it's getting plenty of light with with this grow bulb lamp beside it. So you have to treat them really like um, a regular plant if they're on the inside, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and and so um, I, I guess is it mainly little girls that like these things? Or is it generally across the age and gender? That's, well, that's the fun. That's the funny thing about it. It's it's little girls like us, Kate, that love that love it. <laughs> my 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 clientele, and it has been for the last fifteen years. My clientele are 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 women, maybe thirty five, forty five years and up. And those are my those are my customers, and those who are the people that I really that um, I really resonate with. And um, because it's kind of a, it's it, it, the miniature garden can be a re- really adult hobby, in the in the fact that you are kind of paying attention to scale, you're paying attention to the maintenance, and you can really hone your garden skills um, in in a way like uh, uh, like like beyond what your full size garden can do. You can you can really. Um, Get to know your plant intimately. It's it's and of course the garden design is a, is a huge part of it. You can mimic your grandmother's backyard that you grew up with, um, or you can make a scene for for um, for a birthday scene for for, for your husband's favorite spot in Europe or something like that. Um, um, but but uh, also 
the 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 miniature gardeners who actually uh, like the fairy garden idea to help get their grandkids into into the garden. Oh, I would think that's a great idea to get um, you know the grandkids and things like that um, into gardening, and you can really do it all year round. But you know, um, yeah. we we need to go take our first commercial break here. Okay. Um, but we'll be back talking with Janet Calvo about miniature gardens and how they apply and how you can get started on your own on the Master Gardener Hour. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Dr. George from Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps, a chronic sinus infection, or allergies that are either undertreated or have never been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, we use state-of-the-art equipment so you can see the problem. You'll be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment because we believe in old-fashioned medicine where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. We specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery, correction of a nasal septal deviation, and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office, getting you back to work the next day. And you can rest assured that all options will be discussed before surgery is recommended because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. If you'd like to make an appointment, call 404-591-9100 or reach us on the web at www.peachtreeentcenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Today's consumers find themselves faced with a greater variety of choices than ever before, both in the food they eat and the information they receive about that food. Feedstuff's Food Link was created to provide you with a balanced source of information for making decisions about your family's balanced diet. Visit FeedstuffsFoodLink.com to learn about your food directly from the source, the people who work every day to provide it. FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, connecting farm to fork. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Master Gardener Hour. Remember, you can catch up with us on Facebook at the Master Gardener Hour. And if you miss any shows, you can find the archives at America's Web Radio uh, pages, and you can find them on iTunes and now uh, Stitches. We're talking with Janet Calvo from Two Green Thumbs, and we're talking about miniature gardens, um, which make great gifts for people. Um, so, Janet, if we know a gardener that's stuck inside, maybe with snow blowing outside for weekends, uh, maybe they're not gardeners yet, um, but is this a good way of starting um, getting people interested in gardening in general? 
or winter gardening, shall we say? Yes, I, 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 I think it is because you can have a you can have a quote unquote real garden um, indoors, and you know, get your, as I said, get your fork out, do some raking, and um, you can have you can, you can explore um, your 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 garden design elements like your layering, layering and texturing. Um, it can be it can be two inches wide or it can be twenty inches wide for your uh, display for your coffee table. So one um, the one thing um, that I tell people because because the idea is so rich and it has very long legs, um, so there's a lot of possibilities. I tell people um, decide where you're going to put it. So if if you are making it for a friend and they have a great uh, picture window on on the on the west side of the building or the south side, then you kind of can figure out um, uh, what kind of plants would do well in that situation. And and then and then by deciding where you're going to put them in your garden, it kind of really narrows down the uh, the, the, the the choices of plants, and you can you can pinpoint your your uh, what, what plants would, would would work well, and then you can start to um, choose a tree and then choose the ground covers, uh, mix up the textures and match the colors. Um, you could choose you could start you could you could then decide on what what pot the pot color the pot size thing. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be like a 10-inch wide pot um, just to start with. And even a 10-inch wide pot can, can, can house a small tree in a 4-inch uh, pot and two little ground covers and have enough room for the, with a patio, before a patio, and a little chair. And then and maybe a birdhouse or bird bath. And then you've got a little vignette to start with. So, so what exactly are the, the basic supplies as far as the um, containers for this and the type of um, soil mix that you have to put all these things on? Because usually when I've gone to a store that has, shall we say, miniature garden or fairy garden things, everything is separate. It doesn't come kind of in an all-in-one type baggie that you can go and take all, all sort of give it to a, somebody in a bag. Um, so what are the kind of the, um, the basic that you would need maybe to buy um, to make sure that you've got the right uh, size plant for the planters and things like that. Okay. The, well, the, the, um, the, we, we, we have actually a great, uh, a great kit on, in, my, in my online store at twogreenthumbs.com. And in that kit uh, contains uh, one, one uh, miniature, uh, sorry, I guess it's a dwarf tree, one dwarf tree and two ground covers, some patio material, whether it's our patio mix kit, to make a permanent, permanent patio or some gravel. And then all you really need is like one or two accessories. And then the pot I, pot I recommend suggesting is at least eight, inch, eight, eight, eight inches deep and at least that much wide, if not, if not 10 inches wide. And then, of course, uh, if the pot needs, needs a drainage hole and, and, of course, your saucer to protect your, good work, your, your, your wood surfaces inside to, and to corral the water. Um, and then the potting soil, I rec- uh, highly recommend just just plain organic potting soil. Do not get the the new soil that's out these days with the added fertilizer and polymers, because um, you don't want your your garden to grow fast. Number one, and number two, that kind of soil is great for your annuals and your vegetables in the summertime, in in your summer containers. Whereas we're we're just we're just kind of uh, making a regular garden. And then if you do have a little extra vermiculite or perlite. Um, add that to the potting soil because what happens is that the garden can stay together for years and after years of watering the soil gets compacted and it gets gets kind of muddy towards the bottom so if you add the extra vermiculite and perlite into the mix at the start you'll just extend the pot's life that much further 
And then another little trick that I found out is I just put a little piece of landscape cloth or mesh screen over the drainage holes before I pot because the garden's going to grow, going to stay together for years. We don't want the, 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 the soil to gradually drain out the bottom, uh, bottom of the pot because then you'll have like a miniature sinkhole to deal with, which, which could be a, a, a advantageous in itself. Yeah, um, and and I know that um, designing gardens in real life is an art, and many people go to university for four years to study how to design it. Um, but I've got no artistic ability. Um, so how do you um, do? You, and you go? Do you go through? I mean, when somebody is, is doing the real thing, you know, they they take um, amendments to the um, the soil. They they pick out the shrubs and they pick out the ground covers and they put it all out on paper and it's all to scale and things like that. Do you have to go through the same type of idea when you're designing a miniature garden? I, I think you can if you're that type of person who needs to have a plan. Um, I don't think I've ever planned a garden. <laughs> I, I, um, I, basically, I, I basically like to have the, uh, a good variety of plants around and then um, w- uh, depending on the pot color, I like to match or complement the, the the color with the color with the leaf color, and then I just basically when I start to build it, I kind of let the plants tell me where they want to go. I, I I normally kind of put the bed on on in one in one corner or along one side, so I have so I have room for a patio. But um, it really is um, this is where the personal the, the the personality comes out, and this is where you can really get uh, get um, make it your own. Is that when you do start to create um, a garden, all those pieces are going to put the, uh, that you're going to place is totally your own choice, and it might make sense. It might make sense to you. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Um, the only thing that has to make sense is that the the plant the plants match horticulturally in the same pot. You, you don't want to plant succulents that love that, that love dry um, that love dry soil with baby tears that love to stay damp, for instance. Um, the, so the the only rule is right plant, right place, and the and of course we want we want to focus on small leaf and slow growing plants just to have you have to keep your garden together for longer. But as a, but um, um, for the advanced gardener, you can get uh, you can you can dive right into um, getting really technical as far as the textures and the design and the balance and um, and but but for the beginner, it's it's just it's just fun, and it, I think I think when people actually find out how easy it is to put together, that's when they want to make another one because all of a sudden they've <laughs> they've, they've 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 scoured the internet and they've planned and they've 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 prepped and they finally get to get everything together and then whoops it's done in about done in about an hour and a half and they're going well wait a minute I want to do another one that was too much fun <laughs> so it, it's and and it, and quite frankly I've 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 made thousands of gardens and I've taught thousands of people how to garden too and no two gardens turn out the same. So, so there's not a danger of getting maybe plants that are maybe the right size um, for the furniture, for instance, um, because I know a lot of them have furniture and wheelbarrows and things. How do you gauge the size of those things between a, a tree and a, a ground cover and a patio and then, you know, you decide you want to put a wheelbarrow or a bird on a chair? I mean, yeah. is, how do you get the sizes gauged? That's, that, that's, that's a great question, Kate, because, the, because certainly the industry has kind of thrown all these variables at, at, the, at the, uh, the new miniature gardener, so it is a bit to sort out. 
But um, what I do is, uh, it's depending on the pot size, because um, the pot. Uh, I think I think I have it. Uh, there's there's some there's a chart in the book and measurements in the book, the garden my gardening adventure book. Um, about six six to eight inches. You want a, kind of the smaller smaller scale of of of, of garden furniture. And then, and then anything that's maybe eight inches or more, you want like the the, the large size garden furniture. Um, and if you get on the, my website, you can you can see the different scales. But um, what happens is that the accessory pushes the scale into place. So it doesn't matter if it's if it's see for example for that for that that miniature boxwood tree that's in my that's in my indoor boxwood kit um, that comes. Uh, I think when it uh, when it comes out of the pot, it's maybe about six inches tall. So if you put a a, 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 a chair that's that's almost that size, that, that 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 height next to it, that that tree is going to look like a shrub. But if you put a smaller a smaller uh, chair underneath that shrub, it's gonna it's gonna force the scale into into looking like a tree, because it's the man-made element. It's the accessory that 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 tells us what the scale is. It's not it's not the plant. So, so, so you'd you'd basically kind of look out on your your patio or something like like that and say, well, you know, the tree is is the, the tree that you've got would maybe be twice as high as the chair or something like that, and and use a little and the chair and the table and and the relative size of a bird would all be the same as they are in real real life, right? Yes, yes, and that and that and that is key too, is to make sure all the all the accessories match the scale. So if you had if you had a, if you had a large size table with a small size chair that that that's not going to register as, as as working. So you want the you want the chair, the, the all all the chairs and the and the bird bass to be in in the same scale. And you can you can gauge that just by comparing to real life. You know if you if if you have a bird bath that you see in 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 the store that's a, that's a t- really tiny, you know that bird baths generally come up to your hip. So you know, so you know how the how big the bird bath would, would is supposed to be compared to that chair. So you can kind of hold up and hold the two up the two up side by side and say, okay, this bird bath is probably too small for this chair, or it's probably the right size, and um, and it's and it's basically done by eye. Um, I I get a little bit more um, picky with the scale, and I have uh, I have everything sorted out into the three scales that we use in my in my online store. Just to make it, to, to, just to simplify it for the for the new miniature gardener, so they can go in and choose um, the, the right the right scale from that department and know that all the all those all those things work with each other. So so and a little then, little bit like kind of miniature engines and all that. Um, there there are different size um, things that you sell so that you don't get them like a one inch or or a two inch um, scale type of thing. So people yeah. can get the right size, um, almost like putting on a glove. You know, you get the right size for what whatever you want. Yeah, and, that, and that's going to be making it all a lot e- easier. Did, has there been any, um, shall, shall we say, um, throwback from the, the traditionalists of um, alpines that putting this furniture in gardens just ain't part of it? Um, I haven't really heard, uh, um, I mean, I guess I haven't really heard an individual throwback about anything like that. Um, I was, it, it, took a, it took a long time to bring this idea to market. And um, and I was laughed at a lot. <laughs> they used to laugh and call me names. 
No, I'm just <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I can just imagine the, these li- little old professors turning in their grave about putting a, a chair or a bird in, in their conifer garden. Oh, I <laughs> but, know, but, you I know. know. Yeah, but, you know, we need to take another quick commercial break here. Okay. But I want to remind everyone you're listening to the Master Gardener Hour, and we're talking gifts for the miniature gardener. And we'll be back with more from Janet Calvo. And when we come back, we'll chat about gifts for the more advanced gardener. We'll be right back. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. back listening to the Master Gardener Hour. I am the host of the show, Kate Copsey, and this morning we are talking gifts for the gardeners out there this holiday season, and we're talking small gifts for the miniature gardens with Janet Calvo from Two Green Thumbs. And I have to ask you, is it you that has the two green thumbs, or is it you and your partner that have two green thumbs, one, one each? Well, it was when I was, I actually got the nickname Two Green Thumbs because I, I used to be the person that my neighbors would give plants to and I used to nurse them back to health and then they'd give them back to them. And then also um, the nursery I worked at, um, they used to have employee employee dump pile, is that they called it. And so any damaged plants or poorly, or the plants were, were, were poorly stressed, I, we, the, the, the employees got to bring them home, home for free. And then, of course, I nursed everyone back back together and i had this grand garden for free (laughs) so i got the name two green thumbs out of that okay so anyway in the last segment we talked about beginning uh with with a um one of these gardens and and what you need to to have for them so let's talk about um somebody maybe has had this for a couple of years maybe they've got a couple of them and they they enjoy the the whole idea and so they what are they supposed to do as far as further maintenance of these we talked a little about the pruning in the first segment but i mean do, do you have to like any container plant sort of ditch it out every spring and rebuild it for instance well not not every not every spring um i think it depends on what plants you've got growing there but more often than not these gardens can stay together for a few years so uh i so what i do is what i say just treat them like a regular container plant in that, um, and maybe every, every spring or maybe every season, you probably want to go down with a with a with a uh, longer uh, stick or a or a um, bamboo uh, uh, stake, and kind of aerate the soil a little bit, and also to churn up the the top layer of the soil 
Because uh, with all that watering, uh, the, the top layer sometimes gets, gets crusty and then and, and redirects the water to the sides of the pot. So you want to get your fork out and, and, and actually churn up the soil just like you're like a like a like you were ro- rototilling the the, the the garden type thing. And then yes, it's it's quite fun to to pull apart a garden after a few years and and uh, and see um, and kind of sort out all the pieces and then put it put it back together again. But they're just like a, they're just they're just like your full size garden in that you're gonna you're gonna rearrange your your full size garden every couple of years. It's it's not gonna st- stay stagnant if you're if you're if you're a gardener. You're gonna swap plants out, maybe try something different, maybe improve this bed, maybe make that maybe make that bed smaller, maybe this maybe, maybe make the patio uh, patio bigger for the season. So it's just like a regular a regular garden in that re- in that regard is that you can actually garden, yeah. and that's that, I think that's where, where the fun is is that you can you can every season you can you can you can rearrange or pop pop out a ground cover and put a more more of a seasonal. Um, plant in, in its place just mm. to jazz it up for the holidays or what have you. Yeah. And, and so if you know somebody maybe that, um, you know, en- enjoys doing this type of, of garden um, and you notice that they've got one maybe in uh, in their window and you want to get them a little something, is it better to get um, some add-ons for the existing garden or would it be better to get them another, a, a whole kit um, so they could try a second garden? I think if they're an experienced miniature garden, they, I think they would. They would. I think. I think if they really, they, if if they're one of my miniature gardeners, they probably like anything. <laughs> 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 um, but it is fun. If you if you're not sure, I would get an add-on, um, just because they uh, they might not have a, uh, have room for a second pot. I think. Mm-hmm. And then also, what we are doing here at Two Green Thumbs is we're we're um, we're opening up a, a, a Zazzle store where we have. Um, T-shirts and calendars and greeting cards and and mugs uh, for the miniature gardener, just to uh, to uh, appreciate the, appreciate the hobby a little bit more beyond just the garden, I think. So so they, so, uh, so you could sense, give them maybe as a, a gift card um, thing as as well as maybe a, a couple of different things for their little garden. Um, definitely, yeah. yeah. But but um. When people get hooked, um, do they like different styles of garden, like maybe a formal garden or a, um, maybe a, um, an informal country type of idea, uh, maybe a potting shed um, or, yeah. or, and maybe a southwest garden? Um, I mean, what, how, what type of styles are there out there? I think there's the, uh, all, all of the above. I think, I think the people that really, um, really enjoy it and have multiple gardens, I think, they have, um, they, I think they're like me, they would have multiple themes. And so they would have a Japanese style garden or a cottage style garden or or and and it's really is um the themes are are pretty much endless it would just just depend on how much room you have yeah and you know and i I think so certainly all the different styles that um are out there in in gardens it would be fun to um to play with them i mean are there any books out there maybe that that can give ideas on different garden designs that are specifically for miniature garden i mean there are landscape design books all over the place but are there any that are geared to building your own small garden design and giving you kind of the um the finer points of it i think well i think the the well i I i'm I'm going i'm going to toot toot my own horn but i think the the uh, the best book out there is 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 my book by timber press uh, gardening in miniature and in in there you'll get um, I have different uh, farm gardens and formal and casual rustic 
Um, you'll get plenty of ideas for your own uh, for your own uh, work. Um, and quite honestly, I looked at uh, the other other books out there on the market on the uh, uh, on the fairy gardening end of things, and I'm just it's just not fulfilling to me. So, um, but uh, but definitely the, the the other books on the market can are, are still um, a good book good books to flip through for for more ideas. And more and more things that you can. And so, uh, so would you look for, um, in, say, you were on Amazon or something, um, and would you look for miniature gardens or would you look for fairy gardens, or is there some overlap there? there uh, right now, there's a lot of overlap, um, just because, uh, as I mentioned on the fir- in the first segment, the, the 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 garden industry is driving the the fairy garden idea a lot. So, um, so they kind they kind of blend the two. They call them miniature fairy gardens, or the, some people think that. Every miniature garden is a fairy garden, and I say if you want a fairy garden, put a fairy in it, and then all of a sudden it's a fairy garden. It's just it's just it's as simple as that. But um, what uh, the main the, another uh, good difference is is that we the miniature gardens focus on the garden, whereas the fairy gardens the focus is on the fairy. And uh, as a as a, a gardener, that's the, that's where my that's where my love is. So I I prefer miniature gardening uh, over fairy gardening because I want to focus on the plants I want to grow the plants I want to watch them I want to watch them weave and and grow together and and just I just want to watch the garden get better and better every year and I would think for children particularly um, that um, that element um, of surprise and and whatever that they that they like I mean they, they could do a particular um, I saw, saw one little lad that, that wanted dinosaurs in his garden yeah. I mean they, they can be used I mean ch- children don't use their imagination maybe enough because they're watching TV but can it can they be used can there be elements put in there so that the child can um, have a fantasy garden in oh, part of it. Yeah. Yeah, a space age garden, a dinosaur garden, um, uh, even a Lego garden. Um, just just note that the kids are going to um, play more with the, with the, with the accessories than they are than they are going to be playing with the plants. Although I've had one one boy, he was I, I knew him from when he was seven to maybe about twelve years old. He just loved plants. He just loved. He just could not get enough of them. So and his and he he enjoyed what I was doing because he could keep all the plants in his room and make little gardens. Uh, on his own, so it really depends on the child, but uh, but may but more more so the the, the kids are going to focus in on the toys, um, but but it still can be a very a, a great teaching moment for growing gardens and and uh, and um, watching watching plants grow for the kids. Yeah, and I, I would imagine it does. Does uh, I mean it's um, and is it really appropriate? Um, I mean, I know little kids, if you've got toddlers around, um, what would be some cautions maybe? Would you have to keep it well out of their way or is there some way of keeping it so that it's safe around toddlers so they're not kind of choking on the bird that you brought for the bird yes, bath? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, definitely. I, I, I do have some um, customers who, who they're really emphatic about it's mommy's garden. This is mommy's garden. <laughs> and, uh, and But, of course, you're going to have to keep them up, up in a way because those little tiny... The little tiny miniatures are just kid magnets, and the kids are just going to go, "Oh, a toy! It must be must be for me." Um, so they, they'll because it's so cute and so small, they're just going to they're not going to be able to to um, define the difference between 
between what what's for them and what's and what's for mom. Um, so yeah, definitely you want to keep it up up and away, um, uh, 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 yeah. out of reach of your toddler and to, until they can understand not to put things in their mouth. I think I'm not sure what age that is. Yeah, and and, and would I be right that they're fairly lightweight? So a toddler, for instance, if they saw one, could actually pull it over quite easily. Or it could be knocked off a shelf quite easily by a, maybe a, a nine-year-old sort of roughhousing, for instance. The 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 whole garden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess it would depend on the on the size of the garden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the garden can be like four inches wide, or it can be uh, it can be a foot wide. So if it's a nice solid solid pot, if it's in if it's in a rec room, or I'm not sure if they call them rec rec, rec rooms anymore. Um, or a place where the kids play, you might want to get it up on a, um, or get a, a, a bigger pot that's that's less less likely to tip over. Yeah, uh, because because kids, I mean even big kids have a tendency to uh, to not. How about seasonal things? Can can you get sort of things maybe add-ons that can maybe put snow on top of a roof or something like that, so you can have a Santa on a roof that type of thing. Yeah, well we we have uh, miniature uh, uh, Christmas decorations for like uh, little garlands and little lights presents to put around um i did i did do a blog post on snow a couple years ago and um you you could sprinkle some of that plastic snow on on your garden but then after after you after the season's done you're left with plastic little plastic pieces in your garden so as you know and being the purest gardener gal that i am i just kind of like i just kind of shy away from that but i have used um pieces of the cotton batten and kind of made kind of snow drifts in, in the garden beds to kind of to kind of mimic uh, uh, a little bit of wintry action there, but it's 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 the accessories that are going to, that are going to help with the theme. We have like a little tiny miniature gourds for for um, Thanksgiving. I have a, a little how-to on make uh, on how to make little cornucopias and Thanksgiving steaks on my blog, um, and then of course you can follow through with your Christmas decorations, that and Valentine's with a little cupid on a on a pedestal, and little hearts glued to little little uh, little stakes for Valentine's Day, and then you can keep going to for Easter, Mother's Day, St. Patrick's Day, uh, um, Kwanzaa, uh, 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 just, just about anything. Yeah, and so so basically, then the idea is, if you're going to do seasonal, make sure that whatever you put on can be taken off for the next season, rather than a permanent thing like like you say a spray or something that couldn't be put on. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then yeah, and then that, that spray snow it might not be might, might not might not might not be too healthy for your plants either. So. Yeah, that, that's true actually because you've got live plants in there which um, you know which which would certainly object to that type of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, but you know we need to take our final commercial break here, but come back everyone to listen to more about miniature gardens with Janet Calvo. When we come back, we'll we'll talk about her list that she's come up for miniature garden gifts and the book and uh, the Etsy store and things like that that Janet also runs all to do with gardening in miniature we will be right back this is Dr. George from Peachtree Ear Nose and Throat Center we've won patient care awards and have the highest patient recommendations because I believe in practicing medicine the old-fashioned way practicing good medicine is based in listening to the patient and making a care plan that's individualized the best medical care is given when there is a strong doctor-patient relationship built on mutual trust and respect At Peachtree ENT Center, we believe in taking care of the whole patient because healing is more than writing a prescription. Whether you have problems hearing or your child has frequent throat infections, from the time you call our office and speak to a real person, you'll be treated as an individual, not an ailment. 
During your visit, you will not be rushed, and all of your questions will be answered. And when possible, I will recommend natural treatments to fix the problem. If surgery is recommended, cost-effective, minimally invasive treatment for snoring, sleep apnea, or sinus problems will be offered because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. If you'd like to make an appointment, call 404-591-9100 or reach us on the web at www.peachtreeentcenter.com. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. hope you're enjoying the Master Gardener Hour this morning. We have been talking about miniature gardens with Janet Calvo from Two Green Thumbs. And Janet, um, did you come up with a list of the best gifts for miniature gardeners? Um, and, and what type of list would that be um, that you have? Is it on your blog or something? Uh, I, well, it, 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 it will be. We are, we are we're actually developing it uh, this week, and it's in, it's in, in it will be punished by published by the time the show airs. Um, so, um, but on the list, I have, uh, I, of course, I have my my, miniature, my gardening and miniature book. Um, and then I then what we love to do is we would love to pair that with one with our miniature garden kits. And right now, I have one for indoors and one for outdoors. And we have more coming as well um, to uh, highlight the. We have a dog lovers theme and a garden lovers and a bird lovers. Um, uh, and what what these kits are is consist of is the is the tree, a couple of bedding plants, and then the patio material, and a complete complete instruction booklet, uh, and with several ex- accessories uh, according to the theme. And so what happens is that you can just kind of buy this whole kit, and then we and, we, and actually you can tell us when to ship it if you want to, if you want to ship ship closer to Christmas, we can do that. And then um, it's it's easy peasy. Just wrap the whole thing up and with gift wrap and put it under the tree, and um, they can open it up on Christmas morning and get started in their brand new hobby. Um, so it's a great kit to start with, especially with the with the um, gardening and miniature book. And they have everything all uh, there, all in, all in one. And we also have another kit for indoors as well. Yeah, and and certainly the um, I guess the, the, the I noticed on on the site that you've got plants that survive a zone for winter. These are specifically going to be um, your your plants. Are, are they divided between ones for outside and one for inside the plants? Ideas. Definitely yes, yes. 
Yeah, that, cause that's because I have, we have so many beginners coming to the hobby. Um, and on my website, I've d- I divided it into plants for indoors, plants for shade, plants for sun, and plants for larger gardens. And then I also have a shop by zone category. So if you do, if you do, um, and of course, um, uh, I know some of uh, I know some of you are, are snowed in and stocked in for the for the season. But that's the joy of container gardening is that you can still put a put a container together um, and and just kind of place it outside your door on on, on your front porch and enjoy it that way. Um, so, so you could make make a garden that was Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, the, the Florida climate, because because we're based in Seattle, and um, oh, um, we uh, don't we have we have some choices for for uh, the Florida climate, um, and and you can of course uh, just just make sure that what you're mixing in in the pot is um, the plants go together as far yeah. as the light and light and soil. And, and all these things are available through your website, right? Uh, the Two Green Thumbs is the website, and you have all the all these um, the plants and the accessories are all on that website. Yes, uh, twogreenthumbs.com is the main website, and that will take you to the online store, uh, the main Two Green Thumbs Miniature Garden Center store, um, where I have all the plants, parts, and pieces. And it, it, there's a great selection um, for uh, of conifers as well as for indoors. And then I also have my Etsy store, which, because I'm an artist, um, I, I love to have my Etsy store as my weird, a spot for my weird and wonderful. So this would be more so uh, if you did have, a, have an experienced gardener to get something unusual or custom or one of a kind piece from from my Etsy store, and um, you can get that get to that store through twogreenthumbs.com as well. And, 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 that, and is that linked from the um, Two Green Thumbs site, or, yep. or do we have to go to Etsy and find it that way? You can all link through the twogreenthumbs.com website. Okay. And can we get your book through the site as well? Yes, you can. You can get it autographed by me through, through my online store. And then, of course, Amazon has a great price on it, too. But uh, I, can't, I can't autograph the Amazon copies unless I see you in person somewhere. And then I also have that Zazzle store um, that is... Um, Furnishing the, the, the t-shirt, t-shirts, calendars, greeting cards, and um, mugs—just fun stocking stuffers for the for the gardener or miniature gardener who has everything. Oh, oh what fun! Um, and and you have a blog as well, is that right? I do. I've been blogging. I just published my 300, 300th blog post. I've been blogging since two thousand nine on everything miniature garden. Um, who knew there was so much to say about it? Really. Um, uh, and you, there's a search, uh, a search by su- subject menu on the right-hand side, um, so you can kind of zero in on on all the blog posts. And um, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of DIYs on there as well. If you're a crafty or if you want to do something, something, if you want to make something for somebody else, and, so, and it's also it's also a great the miniature whole concept is a great idea for that gardener that's difficult to buy for because they won't have a garden made by you. You know, they want they, to to make some make someone a miniature garden. It creates this connection with with the, between the giver and the receiver because you can always call them up and say, "Hey, how's the miniature garden going?" As opposed to you know, "Hey, how are you?" Um, and you could also uh, make it together if you had uh, if you wanted to create um, uh, more uh, more of a uh, an event around it. You can also you can also make it with the recipient or or make it with your grandmother or something, and you can always have that memory to share too. And, and do you have um, a newsletter that com- comes out to tell people kind of a little bit about, about that they can sign up for from there? 
I do, yes. I, it's called the Mini Garden Gazette, and I publish uh, once a month. Um, I don't overload you with, with emails. It's published once a month, and, um, and I try to highlight what's new in the, in the miniature garden world and uh, try to give you at least one tip, one, one or two tips each, each newsletter, but also um, to inspire you and to give you some eye candy, you know. And um, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a, I, don't, I can't remember how long I've, I've been publishing this newsletter, but it, it's the only newsletter that's completely dedicated to miniature gardening so far. And, and they can sign up for that on the, 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 the um, space? Yeah, yeah, on, actually yeah. on the front page of yeah. uh, my miniature, oh. uh, up, up to greenthumbs.com. And it actually goes, goes, it's, it goes around the world. I have a, uh, well over 15,000 subscribers. That, oh, wow. Uh, Wow! That it goes to Africa. It goes to it goes just it just just circles around the world once wow. a month. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, what a great idea! Um, yeah, and I, I guess that's it. Must have caught on um, all all across the world. Um, how about talks though? Um, do you do talks on miniature gardens within the the area or across the country? I do. I've been speaking about miniature gardening uh, for years now. I think I've may have exhausted all the garden clubs in my area. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I, am, I am working with uh, the Philadelphia Flower Show, and uh, we're hoping to get something special, uh, very special for them, and I'm hoping to go and do a, work, a couple of workshops with the Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia Flower Show so people can actually go to the show, make a miniature garden, and walk away with it. Um, and I am also um, uh, hoping to get down to San Francisco Flower Show uh, next next spring as well. And I have a talk at uh, the Northwest Flower and Garden Show on the the Wednesday night, and that and that'll be a demo on how to put put one together. All that information will be on will be on my twobeanthumbs.com website, and I'll definitely publish it through my through my newsletter as well and how how about social media facebook and and twitter and all those things are, are yeah. you um, do you have a facebook page i have a facebook page two green thumbs two green thumbs miniature garden center if you just type in two green thumbs i think it should pop up um yes i have uh, i think i have uh, close to eight thousand followers on there and if you want to and i some and whoever sends me a photo i can i, I post it on there and i also uh, use the Facebook page as a, as a place to collect links as far as where, where, um, what everyone else is doing with the topic and, and, and also some fun tangents, um, like some bonsai photos. And, and, and do you find that people put their own miniature gardens on there as well, some of the members? Um, I, I, I find that some of these members are a bit shy, but, if they, but they can post it directly to, directly to the site, and then I can highlight it as well. But, oh. uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a spot for everyone to um, enjoy everyone else's miniature gardening. And then I also have a gallery page through my twogreenthumbs.com uh, website, um, of, of, and I call it Your Gallery, and it's, it's, it's actually miniature gardens from all over the world. I have some from South Africa, um, Cypress Island, Brazil. Um, it's just kind of like a, a wonderful um, display of what, what all these people do with their miniature gardens. India. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really it's really quite fun. And what what are your favourite ones on there? Do you have favourites? <laughs> Cypress Island. Yeah, I love that woman from it's Elena. She's um, she has this style because because it's 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 an island just off, off the coast of Greece, and um, so they have that Mediterranean climate. So she's using plants that I know, that I normally don't use. 
So, and then of course she, her, 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 the way that she cinches the scale is just, it's just. I, I would imagine that's a great inspiration site too. Um, and are there, are there also um, an area where people can learn um, a little about uh, how to make their own uh, garden? If they've been given a kit, could they go to your site site and find the the basic um, one, two, three, how to put this together and, and how to make sure that it's going to survive? Um, I have I have an FAQ page on how to start and how to and on maintenance and and plant and and accessory information. Um, I do have a an, an instant PDF download in the online store. I think it's four ninety nine. Um, um, if they wanted to to get, uh, I think it's like thirty two pages of instructions right right away. Um, and then I've also also through my blog I have a lot of information if they want to get started as well. And do you do you have any videos um, of putting them together as well? Um, not yet. No, that's been that's been kind of a hurdle for us. Um, we because because I do so much with my store and my blog, it's 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 been kind of a fight to get to wrestle wrestle some time from from the schedule to develop some something completely <laughs> new. But uh, I hope to get some, to some video soon. Okay, um, and so so the book that you that you've got has got designs in it as well, and that's called Miniature Gardens. Is that right? It's called Gardening in Miniature. Uh, create your own tiny living world. It's by Timber Press, and what this what's in it is I go through um, all the uh, the plants, we the, the, the how to find the plants, what kind of plants are are great for it, the pots, uh, some in ground garden uh, gardening um, design information, um, but more importantly, I. Uh, I think the people really enjoy um, the the ten projects at the end, end of the book, and the, and it walks you through building a miniature garden in, in a pot. I have some uh, water feature projects, uh, pond in a pot, as well as making making a, a lakeside getaway. Um, I have some um, another project on how to build your own fence and build your own um, arbor. Um, it really is uh, it really is a well done book. It's it's, it's from t- it's, it's being by Timber Press, they, they really do a crackerjack job on these Oh, they, they are. They're, they're a great... They publish some really, really good books, Timber do. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. And, and I think this is great a great idea, you know, for parents to do with kids or, or grandparents to do with their kids too. I mean, almost anybody, even, even people in, in wheelchairs, the elderly can, can do, do this as well. I mean, it, it's just yeah. they're, 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 they're at a scale that almost everyone can do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, and so it's been a great show, um, Jan- Janet, and thank you very much for for sharing all, all this information, I think it's wonderful. And the site is Two Green Thumbs. That's right. Two Green Thumbs. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's it for today, folks. Um, thank you for listening to the Master Gardener Hour this morning. We will be back next week with another show talking all about gardens and gardening. Uh, have a good gardening week, everyone, and join me back here next Saturday. Thank you, Kate. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.